Hello, friends and brothers. Uh, this is Justin Jones with Sonic Improvement. I'm joined here with my co-host, Brother Dennis Yates. And we have a, I always say a special guest, but this one is always near and dear to my heart when he comes onto the show. Brother Yates, would you introduce our guest, please? Brother and all, and friends and family. Uh, it, there's not many people I love and respect as much as, as this brother right here, Brother Wright Worshipful, Deputy Grandmaster of the Grand Lodge of New Mexico, Jim Omager. Steve Omager. Oh I was thinking, I was like, oh I'm sorry, we're going to have to start over now. Go. Oh, wow. I was, I was I was thinking about something else. I'm sorry. Wow. We'll edit that part. Steve water. knows better. <laughs> Steve knows better. I, I, let, me, let me do words. that over. Yeah, right? <laughs> let me do that. Let me do that. Let me do that over because I really wasn't ready when you started. I I was thinking about something else. Okay. And then I just kind of went off to fly. Okay, you ready? Take two. Friends, brothers, thank you so much for coming. And and you've probably seen him on a previous episode that we've had. Uh, one of our very favorite people in the world. Uh, one of my personal favorites, and uh, one of the members that. When he talks to me and, and gives me his opinion, I truly believe that it's it's from here and, and and from here. And he's not doing it to slide me or anything else. This is our favorite guest, right worshipful Deputy Grandmaster of the Grand Lodge of New Mexico, Steve Omager. Thank you so much for coming on. And I'm I'm showing my love with the red. I see your hat, and I should uh, be I should have my hat on. I feel bad now. But <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me. It's always great to be here. Uh, as much as I enjoy spending time with y'all over the internet, I I truly enjoy spending time together with y'all. So, oh yeah, um, absolutely. It was really uh, enjoyable seeing you at Waco for the yeah. uh, grand session and being able to just catch up with you. Right. Oh yeah, right. It's, it's always good. Always good. And and that was from the heart. You know, anytime we talk and and when you give advice or or you know, I, I I'm coming to to feel like you're you're moving into one of my mentors, and don't get scared, because every time you 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 give me advice, it's always from the heart. It's always from a, a place of sincerity and truth, and and what's the what's best for me, and mm -hmm. not what's not what not what's best for any agenda, but what's best for me, so that I'm successful. And and that means a lot. It really does. And I know that that's just you. After talking yeah, well, with you so often. Well, quite honestly, we should never have an agenda in Freemasonry, right? I mean. I agree. There should be no agenda. Um, our obligations, our charges, our tenets, and our virtues teach us otherwise, right? So. <clears throat> the only agendas we have that we should have are the ones that run our meetings. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Other otherwise we're just helping each other level up. Isn't that what it's all about? That's right. Yep. That's right. So what we so, like to do is uh uh right worshipful, like I said, you've been on the show before, but what we uh we have a, a big announcement we like to build up to and not everybody that is listening has necessarily uh, heard from you. So uh I'll, of course I'll I'll put a link to uh the other two videos in this video so people can really get a feel for um, just just who is right worshipful steve Omger. but uh, if you would like uh, please just just tell us 
who you are, a little bit about yourself. Well, as you said, I'm Steve Almaguer. I'm the Deputy Grand Master of the great state of New Mexico. Um, I joined Freemasonry in 2007 in the little small town of uh, Eunice, New Mexico, which is roughly around 3,000 people members. And as I said in the first the first interview, you know, I uh, I lived in this town my whole life, and and I only knew two Masons. And they was my wife's granddad and my wife's uncle. And uh, <clears throat> come to find out, after my initiation, I I knew them all. I knew every one of them. Just never knew that they were Masons. And and uh, I tell you, there's a uh, there's a great 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 quote. And the quote kind of goes. Um, if I can find it. Um, let me see. The greatest generation never talked about the lodge. The baby, baby boomers never heard about the lodge. Now the millennials don't know where to find the lodge. Right? Wow. Is, is that not absolutely a great quote? Because that's absolutely yes. the truth. Yes, very um, accurate. One of the things that I've always tried to do is <clears throat> try to move the the fraternity into the 21st century, especially in, in my little town. I mean, we never we didn't even have a telephone, you know, we didn't have nothing, you know. So there was really no way of reaching out to any of us. And when we got in there, we put a telephone in there. And of course, if you have telephone, you got internet, we put uh 85 inch TV on the wall and we we start bringing speakers into the lodge via Zoom. Um, you know, we we just started doing some innovation that, that hasn't been done and that's starting to spread across the state. And uh, it's, uh, it's something that we've needed for a long time. Um, I know I told you all this before, I had a really great talk up in uh, Helena, Montana this past summer. And I talked about the the issues of of innovating and moving forward. And, you know, of course, MPDs, MPDs are the killer of, of, of Masonic fraternity. And uh, um, how we can, how we get them back and how we get them back is doing exactly what y'all guys are doing, motivating people to come onto these podcasts and learning different ways besides what you're seeing in your lodges because not all lodges do what what Eunice Lodge does, right? And if more people did what Eunice Lodge does, you'd have more attendance. I mean, we, we're an old oil field town and we had to change with our times. Our meeting dates has been the first and third Thursday for for 70 years and uh we got in there and we changed it to the first saturday of every month and uh we tripled our participation in in lodge wow and uh you know you have to be able to you have to be willing to try right first and foremost you got to try if you don't try you know how hard it is to change your meeting change your meeting day not hard at all. You just vote on it, send it to the Grand Lodge, and they approve <laughs> it. 
right? So, so if it doesn't work, you know, six, eight months down the road, it don't work, change it back, find something different, think outside that box and, and make your lodge fun. That's, that's what it's got to be. It's got to be fun. Mm -hmm. you know? Yes. I, I love the idea of big screen TV. I've seen it in a few lodges. And the sad thing is, is that I've seen it outside of the lodge in a few lodges, more, you know, in the dining room or whatever, which is okay if that's where you, you know, want to have something like that. But, you know, inside the lodge, that's awesome to where you yeah. can do Zoom presentations because I, I have traveled through New Mexico several times and there is nothing. I mean, we think we have small towns. New Mexico has an anthill and flat and then and then another anthill to flat so yes zoom is an excellent idea to get some of those uh speakers in to to to, to motivate your membership that's awesome well you know i mean you know say what you want about covid um new mexico was shut down for right at 15 months completely shut down for 15 months hmm, we wow. had no masonry whatsoever so that's where i being three miles from the Texas line, I joined a lodge in Texas. So I went over to Odessa, Texas on the first and third Saturday of every month. And uh, I had lodge over there. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it, if what I was trying to say is if one thing that we can take away from what COVID did to us is this platforms like this, right? Zoom, you know, um, People like us really wasn't doing things like this back in the day. You had businesses that that might do uh, teleconference meetings, things like that. But Zoom forced us in New Mexico to do this, right? And so we started having our our meetings, our our regular meetings on Zoom, and it was poorly attended. Um, nobody really wanted to get on the computer and 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 hold a meeting, right? And uh, but what we was able to take away from that is we can get a guy from England, we can get a guy from New York City, we can get a guy from Salt Lake City, Utah to come into our lodge and give us a 30 to 40 minute talk, not have to pay him a red cent to come in there and give us a talk. And he don't ever have to leave the, his, his office or his library to give the talk. Hmm. You know? Th that that so, is spectacular. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Great. So. We need to, we, I, I truly believe we need to get to a point to where that is, is common practice is being able to utilize technology to, uh, the efficiency of the, of the lodge, not only administrative, but also educational and, and, um, you know, for, for fun, you yeah. know, th yeah. there's, there's so much we can do. I mean, heck with an 84 inch TV, you can slap in a disc of, of, uh, national treasure and just have a popcorn family night or something you know i mean that's cool yeah. How, that yeah. that just opens the door for different opportunities i always thought it'd be neat if you had because i've seen i've seen lodges with with the with the tvs in the dining room and in the lodge room mm -hmm. and say so if you had a, a tv in the dining room i mean it'd be no big deal to it doesn't have to be masonic improvement but pull up a youtube video play it while you're eating Right, have people listening to it, and then have a short conversation about it after. Yeah, right. There's your Masonic education. Yeah, nothing else. Well, 
Well, and we're, we're always looking at getting some projector or something and, and you can spend the same amount of money on a huge TV and then you can plug into every kind of device and, and put up your presentations, whether it be your laptop, your, your, um, your DVD player, whatever, you know, it just opens it up to, to the 10th degree. Yeah, we do the same thing. So, you know, we have, just like y'all do, we have lectures after every degree. And in our lectures, there's always a slideshow that goes with the lecture, mm -hmm. right? Yes. So we just plug right into the 84-inch TV, and there we use that as the slideshow. You know yeah. what I mean? And we run it off our laptop. And uh, um, we used to have the old slide, the old real slide, you know. And, uh, <laughs> yes. Then, then we finally moved up to a, uh, a thumb drive <laughs> on the back of a projector yeah then we finally got us the tv and the laptop and everything and it's uh it makes a big difference you know what uh, it, until we change the mindset that we are in freemasonry to learn about freemasonry instead of being up there paying bills and bitching about the water bill you mm -hmm. know what i mean um until we figure that out we're uh we're never going to advance, you know. Um, so, right. Sounds like you're at my last lodge meeting. What's that? <laughs> it sounds like you're at my last lodge meeting. Yeah. Well, they, they are, listen, they're all that way. Um, but I can, I can see it changing. I, I can definitely see it changing in New Mexico for sure. We have quite a few lodges now that are uh, um, emailing their minutes out, right? Mm -hmm. um, they don't read them in lodge. Um You've had a chance to read them. Here, here's a good thing. So let's take Eunice Lodge. We have 68 members in this lodge. And uh, we have about 30 that show up. Um, well, we top the minutes up and we email them to every one of the members of the lodge, even the ones that didn't show up. You know why? So they always know what's going on in their lodge. They can never oh, say good idea. they never knew, right? Yeah. And great idea. So we've got multiple lodges in New Mexico doing that now. And uh, until, and, and until we start bringing the education piece back up to it, um, we'll, uh, we, we'll never, we'll never uh, advance this as far as we should, you know. De Dennis, do you know, I ask because you have, you have district deputy experience. Can we email our, our minutes out here in Texas? At this time, no, we can print them and yeah. have them available at the lodge, but the, the minutes stay with the with the secretary and then it goes into the into the minutes book. Uh we can yeah, print we them can, out, we can, can email we can them, they type them. The secretary. Well, yes and no. You know, when the, the whole idea is the minutes stay in the lodge. Mm -hmm. And they're supposed to be under lock and key in a safe in the lodge. And we haven't really changed that. But, you know, in all reality, there's nothing, there's no ritual. There's mm -hmm. no esoteric talk. There's no nothing besides business minutes. So yeah. we we should be taking a a, a little bit of a, of a nudge from New Mexico and, and moving forward with that type of uh, efficient, you know, management of our lodge. And, and, and it just opens mm -hmm. up 
for more time to fellowship and have fun. You know, so, and, and I think that's what it boils down to. So and learning, you know, that's that's part of it. You know, that's part of the fellowship. I'm sorry. Let's think about this. A lodge, which I'm a member of, Hobbs Lodge 63. Um, they have they meet every every Tuesday. Every Tuesday they meet, and uh, the second meeting of the month is their business meeting. Well, sometimes majority of the time there's only four meetings, but there's there's that special occasion where there's five meetings a month, right? Well, in New Mexico, and I'm sure it's the same way in Texas, you can only read your minutes at the business meeting, mm -hmm. right? So yes. you have five sets of minutes that you have to read on your wow. business meeting night. And uh, um, and we have to be better at that because five sets a minute or four sets a minute, or even in our case here, two sets a minute, I mean, why are we re recapping what we we already did? You know? <laughs> right, and that's not e and that's not even counting the degrees that you've done, the yeah. called meetings that yeah. you've done. Yeah. yeah, that's well, depending uh, on the so, secretary, even one set of minutes can be pretty exhausting. Yes, I know. Yeah. I know a secretary that's with us right now that could do it in a heartbeat with a spreadsheet and everything else. But you know, not everybody's him. So, is it actually in y'all's code that y'all can't email the minutes? Yes. And in, in fact, in fact, it is still actually it is still Grand Lodge law that we're not supposed to be communicating through email. That's going to be changed this year. Uh, the Grandmaster recognizes the uh, the importance of updating that law <laughs> since we're not in the 90s anymore. And, and it's we're not doing it anyway. Everybody, and everybody's utilizing it. But um, but yeah, it's actually that's actually a hindrance to to us being able to do it going forward with the lodge as well because that very first thing has to be done before we can move forward with our wow. with our other things so um that's one of the things wow. I, I think it you know hats off to uh the grand trustees for for uh being forward thinking in that manner and trying to update some of those laws that just really don't make sense anymore yeah well you know what we did we we try to do is uh um if you're senior grand warden in the state of New Mexico, you're in charge of long range planning. Last year I was in charge of long range planning and I, I put a committee together to go over our, our bylaws and constitution and bylaws. And, uh, and it's amazing that if you don't look at this stuff on a regular basis, you're, you're, you stay far behind the times, you know, well, now, don't get me wrong. New Mexico's law book is nowhere near the size of Texas's law book, right? Um, <laughs> and 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 we wish it wasn't a doorway. <laughs> but um, we found things, just simple things, like uh, spellings, just major, I mean, spellings that was just wrong. And, you know, the brethren approve that the way it was spelled right so for us to go back and it's the same for any jurisdiction once the brothers approve it it has to go back to in front of the brethren or the grand west right to to get it changed whether you're just changing uh, uh, uh an e and yes. an i back to an i and an e you know what i mean it has to yes. be approved by the by the craft and uh we found lots of stuff and we found lots of gray Lots of gray area, era, 
uh, areas in our code that we we started working on. And that committee worked from April 1st to December 1st. <clears throat> and then we'll pick back up again here pr pretty soon and start again. And we'll, we just, we just churn out bylaw changes. You know what I mean? And just, just to first and foremost, to keep us up to date and second off to, to clarify the gray, right? Um, the gray areas are, are where we get in trouble. You mm -hmm. know? Yes. Um, so if we can clean up um, as much of that gray we can, then, then we're, we're better off. We're because interpretation, there's a, there's eight of us in this room. There could be eight different interpretations of one code. You know what I mean? If it's, if it's not specified. So, yes. Yes, sir. And you always have to look for the intent of the original. So you, so you really have to look back at what, you know, when it was done, why it was done, because it, and, and this may be in poor taste, but I was watching the news this morning. Um, I woke up around the time you wake up every morning. I woke up at three 30 this morning. And so I'm watching the news and, and there's a, a state that's going to repeal, you know, uh, abortions and all that kind of stuff. Now that's not the topic. But the thing is, is that the original law was made back in 1832. So back then, they did, they had no other options. They, you know, it was a death sentence for anybody that was going to do that. And it was like, you know, a coat hanger in the alley today, you know. And and so there's a time when you have to look at those things, and you need to, you know, have people to look with you to, to research mm -hmm. when it was done, why it was done, you know, what prompted it, things like that. So that you get the original intent and not just, you know, willy nilly. Well, I don't like this. We're going to change this law. So yeah. I kudos to y'all. We're, we're fortunate. We have the jurisprudence committee, which is formed of a bunch of lawyers, but, um, <laughs> but even then maybe we ought to have a few civilians in there with them just <laughs> just to keep so, the lawyers honest. <laughs> just so you know, we have jurisprudence too, but our jurisprudence okay. is they're there to handle the issues of the Grand Master, right? Oh, okay. And things okay. that come up with within the Grand Lodge for that year. So uh, y'all's jurisprudence may be different. They really don't have any um, job in going and tweaking the code or anything. They're just there to determine what the code means. Right. That's all they're there. For. Yes. So um, I think originally separate... it was like that. Yeah. Yeah. So go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't. Have no, I'm just saying you just have in our case, we, we have we, we put a separate committee together to try to knock this stuff out and, and clean it up, you know, and it's going to take us approximately three years. We don't we uh, we don't want to bombard the uh, the brethren with bylaw change after bylaw change. So what we decided to do is we'd break it up in a three-year increment. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the first one's going to be just the, the journal housekeeping stuff. Second one will be a little bit more meat and potatoes. And the last one's going to be the ones that's going to be 
probably tons of discussion on things like that. So, yes. And, and I got to tell you, I'm taking notes as you're talking here. I'm, I, uh, you know, the TV idea is awesome. The, I like, and, and it should be applied to lodges as well. And we talk about it in, or <laughs> I used, we used to talk about it. I used to talk about it in officer leadership training. I don't anymore, but it's what happened to that? Did it? It, it, we're not going to go into that. <laughs> the, but it's, it's, um, you know, it's, it's, explain to the lodges the benefits of long-term planning mm -hmm. and but nobody does it every and and so many people have the mindset you have your one year and that's what you're working for and and after your year it's all up to somebody else having the grand senior warden with a long-term planning and then the next grand senior warden he has to take the notes of the previous and then add on to it or you know to to adjust it you know, that's that's the way we should be doing it. We should have succession planning, you know, as yeah. we go, so that we can continuously be looking at our five and ten year goals. Yeah. So you know, that uh, I, I agree, Dennis. It uh, one thing that we do pretty good over here is our our long range planning. This this past year, as as, as chairman of long range planning. We we got we got a lot knocked out. We talked we did the we tackled the constitution and bylaws. We changed our our um, member bat, uh, dat, database system over from um, Groupable to Grandview. We're switching over to Grandview as we speak nice. right now. We're switching over, and nice. then we're good we're, choice. We we redistrict. You know, when I first got in the line six years ago, we were talking about redistricting, and it was just. And and I, I've said this before, Masons are really really good at pointing out issues. We're not too good at solutioning solutioning issues, right? And uh, and I told myself as junior grand deacon that if if redistricting was still on the table by the time I got to senior grand warden, I was going to tackle it. And we put a co committee together and we tackled it. And uh, nice, um, nice. You just have to be proactive. But now that's at the grand grand lodge level, which is which is all all nice and well and good. But what's more important on long range planning is if you're sitting in the junior deacon or senior deacon chair in your lodge, and we we have a progressive line in Freemasonry, um, so you need to start planning your master year no later than your senior deacon year because if you don't yes. start planning what you want to do you're 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 doomed to uh to fail because it's it's um there's so much stuff being mastered i've been master of my lodge for three three times and and uh the the third year my, the first year I was, and I always like to say, the first year I was a master, I was, I was, I was as horrible as horrible could be, you know. Um, and no brother there in my lodge would ever tell me I was horrible, but I, I knew it myself. I was horrible. Um, my second year, I, I, was, I wasn't a member. <laughs> my second year, I was I'm a little kidding. bit better, but my third year, we put eighteen master masons in the lodge that year in a oh, town of wow. three thousand people. And uh, and out of the 18, 15 of them are still going to lodge today. Nice, and, very nice. 
And so that's why I say your senior deacon year, no later than your your junior warden year, you need to start filling that trestle board out, start thinking about what you're going to be doing in two years because, and also remember this, you may have a good idea for your lodge as junior warden. Don't hold on to that idea. Put that idea out there because the sooner you're able to implement that idea, the better, um, the, the, the quicker it is you're able to reap the benefits of that idea. Mm -hmm. um, yes. In Freemasonry, we have this, this uh, idea that um, keep our ideas to ourselves. And then when we're in the chair, we expose all these ideas to make us look better. Yeah. Um, oh. Yes. I find that absolute crap because why would I set on something that's going to benefit my lodge right now? If we implemented it right now, Mm -hmm. why wait three years you know um right surely surely i got to be smart enough to come up with another good idea right? I mean, <laughs> <you know? laughs> exactly so yeah. uh, I, I think it's especially important like what you're saying about planning uh definitely starting at the senior deacon if you're not being proactive up front well ahead of time then you will be reactive to everything yeah. in your year and you will never catch up enough to get your programs and your ideas and your goals accomplished because you're yeah. just you're just you're just taking everything that comes your way and dealing with it yeah so when i went in my master year the reason why i said i was so bad my first year is because i had a laundry list that long of what i wanted to accomplish and i only got accomplished about that much and uh and when i got out um i felt pretty bad because i didn't get a quarter of it accomplished um I had a, a past grandmaster come up to me. He goes, uh, he said, well, how do you think you did? I said, well, I didn't do worth a dang. You know, I didn't get a quarter done what I wanted. He goes, uh, he goes, well, let me tell you, you should always start out with a long list. And you should never finish that list because if you do, then it's probably not done right in the first place, mm. you know, but at least you're planning and at least, uh, so, you know what I did with that list? I gave it to the next guy, right? And I said, this is where I, this is what I had on my trestle board. You're more than welcome to have it. Some of this will work. He took some of it. And then nice. um, two years later, I came back. I was in the East and I still had that list that some of the stuff wasn't done. But, um, you know, if you do, you're right. You're, you're never going to accomplish everything you want. Mm -hmm. But that's how least, I felt at least you 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 had a plan going into it to try to do the best you could in the seat while you're in the chair mm -hmm. and uh to, to try to further the advances of your lodge because that's the most important thing you know we we get tied up really really bad in freemasonry with membership and uh membership is uh listen we can sit here and complain about membership all night long and it's not going to do us any good. Mm -hmm. um, but if you make your lodge enjoyable, if it's a if it's a place that you want to go back to, the brothers of the lodge are going to speak to other brothers, uh, other people out in their out in their community yes. about yep. that lodge. Yep. And yes. uh, that's that's how you get members, you know. Um, and I, and I said at the beginning, MPDs are are a killer. The reason why we have MPDs is because we go up there and read the minutes and and 
complain about the bills and go home. Mm -hmm. You know, that it, what we what we told these candidates or the initiates when they first started is that we were going to give them something um, that's going to be meaningful. Yeah. Right. And are you implying the minutes aren't meaningful? Yeah, it, they're not meaningful. <laughs> <They're not. laughs> um, but we 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 gave them this illusion that we're going to give them something meaningful, and we we fail miserably at it because we're we're so infatuated with business, you know. Right. Um, there is a time and a place you do have to take care of business, right? It is yes, a absolutely. business. Yeah. It is a business, but you don't have to spend all your time doing business stuff right you take care of your lunch yes yeah and then get 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 down the road yeah. well people if you prepare ahead of time yeah, yeah if you prepare feet, ahead of time hold on this one second go ahead they they vote with their feet and if they like the programs if they if they're getting value out of the lodge and what is being presented then they'll show up they'll be there but like you say if all they're doing is reading minutes and and belly aching about the bills why should i go I know yeah. how that's going to go, right? Yeah. Ultimately, I know nothing's probably going to get accomplished. So why why am I going to go something that's just going to stress me out, and make me angry? Yeah, that's 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 what that does for a lot of people. Yeah, you know we. Uh, I'd like to go ahead, Dennis. Go ahead. Okay, I I just want to build on something real quick that you just a success story, just real quick. Um, shut up, Justin. It is real quick. Um, when when I went through. I decided that we were going to give our senior deacon officer leadership training instead of them giving me an endowment for the lodge. Um, and then the, the, the master after me did the same thing. And now, and then the lodge voted for now on every year, we're sending two people to, to officer leadership training. Well, this year is the, well, not not this year, but next year, the incoming uh, master is our first one that went to officer leadership training. So, and and all the people after that are are in the same boat. And the most beautiful words I ever heard in Freemasonry in my lodge was at the floor school after practice. I heard the the junior warden, senior warden, and the, and the master say, when are we getting together to plan? It's like, yes, they're, yeah. they're actually doing it. They took it to heart. They care. We're, we're moving forward in a positive, in a positive manner. Now, those I words have probably say, been, never been uttered in most lodges. Yes. And, <laughs> and I, I, I would say that I am going to mention tomorrow when I see them that they ought to go ahead and include the senior deacon in there now so that he can start getting a feel for it mm -hmm. and and know what the expectations are so that you know it's already there as well as the reinforcement of the officer leadership training but you know just exactly what you're talking about that the brothers working together it it's so disappointing and it happens on the grand level especially you know the grand masters all want to have their big year right they want to have their big fundraiser. They want to have their big thing, you know? And so they, it's all hush hush until right before the annual communication, grand annual communication. And it just seems so, oh my goodness. 
it's just a shot in the foot, it seems like. And mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that that they all do bad stuff. What I'm saying is that it seems like if if the trustees were working together as far as the actual grandmaster's year planning and supporting that next grandmaster as it goes along along the way we would be so much better off and and it and it off obviously you know fits for the lodge as well and and that's where it starts anyways if you if you don't learn it in the lodge you're not going to take it to grand lodge with you well i learned i learned pretty early for the most part right i learned pretty early in my masonic career after a few grandmasters that because they always have the the message right the grandmaster's message and there's always a program and it, uh, it's always basically the program the grandmaster before had or the one before that just with a different name and it's like it, it, if we could have some kind of some kind of um like what you're suggesting uniformity and direction instead of everyone just having their own thing and it applies to the lodge too. Like we should all be working for the common good of the fraternity, not not for what it's can like I do a to vision. prepare for my year. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that a crazy thing? Having a, having a common vision. You know, you you mentioned something, Dennis, about tradition. How in your lodge that's it's starting to become tradition. Well, mm-hmm. tradition also works vice versa, right? So, if you have a lodge that is chugging along, doing really really good then all of a sudden you get one or two masters in there that don't follow the tradition. Well, guess what? The tradition is lost Mm. until somebody gets back Mm. in there and either brings it back, which is very, very unlikely. It don't hardly ever happen that way. Um, That's why it's important. You said something at the very end of what you said is that y'all wrote it down. We have motions and resolutions in writing, and I'm sure you have the same thing. Um, Motions and resolution in writing gives us the power to make bylaws changes for our lodge without actually having to go through grand lodge, right? We can, sure. the, the members of the, the members of the lodge vote on them. Now they can be changed at, at any, at any time they can be changed. That's the downfall of the motions and resolution writing. But, you know, if you have a strong set of motions and resolutions and writing that protects your traditions and the values of your lodge, then they don't have no choice not to follow them because they are essentially bylaws of the lodge. So right. um, we have to make sure that that we we protect our traditions. And I think it's a fantastic thing what your lodge is doing with your with your members, sending them through officer leadership training. One of the things, Justin, that you said about what the grandmasters do. Um, Excuse I'm gonna me, be, I need more water. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. The grandmaster, every grandmaster is on his farewell tour. That's all he's there for, right? That's true. <laughs> he's on his farewell tour. And uh, um, he's done all he can do masonically, right? Um, unless there's issues or things like that um, that he has to take care of. And there's many, many issues that they have to take care of. But as far as anything else, He's making his farewell tour. He's getting the pat on the back, and and that's good. He's he's done his time, and he deserves that, right? He deserves that. But what I'm going to do, and instead of having a, um, a district meeting, I'm going to hold 
district table lodges on a Saturday night oh, in all the cool. districts. Oh, wow. And uh, um, because I, I don't want to go to a district. I mean, I will, and I can if I need to, but I don't want to go to a district and preach Freemasonry. I want to go and preach fellowship, right? Because that, that's what it's about is the fellowship that we get with our brothers. You know, it's, uh, um, I mean, I absolutely love the teachings. I love everything about Freemasonry. Um, but, um, I go to lodge 30 to 45 minutes early just so I can sit around and visit with the, with the guys I haven't seen. And, and the great thing about being a grand lodge officer is this is for y'all guys that are on here. Pay attention to this because. As a Grand Lodge officer, we're required to travel, right? And we're required to travel. We are required to hit every lodge in the state of New Mexico by the time we become Grand Master. Wow. And, wow. Uh, and, uh, how many lodges are in New Mexico? If you don't mind me asking, there's only 48. It's not that many, but, uh, um, but at one time, at one time, we had, uh, 82 lodges, you know, and, but what I'm saying is, I'm trying to get the point I'm trying to make is, is the travel is important, right? You're not going to experience true Freemasonry in your lodge until you get out and travel and see mm-hmm. what the other lodges are doing and see what the other brothers are doing. And it it, it has forced me to be very, sometimes uh, be very appreciative of what, what we're doing in our lodge and sometimes being very envious of what we're not doing in our lodge, yeah. right? So um, the travel, the travel is key because one thing I like about the state of New Mexico and the 48 lodges is, uh, and there's many, many things I do like about uh, Freemasonry in New Mexico, but the one thing about them is, is I could probably point out every single Mason in the state of New Mexico and I know them by name. Very cool. Yes. You know, that's awesome. Where, yeah. where, there's no possible way y'all could ever have that in Texas. You know what I mean? It's just impossible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a little bit more um, um, familiarity with the, with our brethren. You know what I mean? We know we know what they do. We know we know. Yes, more it, more know? intimate. Yes. Yeah, and it that's the great thing about being from a smaller jurisdiction, right? Um, now I'm not gonna lie, guys. When I go to Waco for Grand Lodge. I set, you know, and I'm supposed to set up there in them little side balcony seats, but I don't ever sit up there. I I just walk in and go back out and come back up. And I sit up at the very top because, (laughs) and I sit usually in a corner because I absolutely love to see how massive that thing is, right? How massive it is. And and at the end of the prayer, the summote it be is probably the yes. Yeah, you, you've never heard it any better in the state of Texas. I'm telling you right now. Um, Thank you. And uh, it's it's very impressive. And the but, energy, and yes, the energy yes. that's that's always in the room. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But the one thing that I think is missing is the personal touch of of knowing the people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. So. What you're describing is why I've always been an advocate of smaller lodges. Yeah. Like, like you have 30, maybe 40 at the most, and then that lodge splits. 
and, mm-hmm. it, and it grows and and the, al- the alternative is true too like if it's just not healthy it's time to it's time to merge but yeah. it, i think we need to be more organic and intentionally keep our lodges smaller that way you can know everybody in your lodge yeah so we only have really we have one big big lodge and, and that's in albuquerque there's six other lodges in albuquerque but we got one massive lodge in albuquerque and uh of course albuquerque being our largest city um it it holds it'll house many many lodges right um it's no different than dallas the dfw area right right um but uh um you got a ton of there you got a ton in austin ton in houston you know i mean it's I think it was uh, Kyle said that was Kyle was talking about how fast. No, it may have been Lance that was talking about how fast um, Freemasonry in the city is growing compared to to, into the yes instead of the rural areas, right? Both. I could see the world talking about that. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and and that is statistically proven. And people get upset with me, and they say, "Oh, it's the elitists up there, you know, taking their." And really, no, it's it's they're doing things right. Mm -hmm. In in my opinion, I mean, they're taking time to learn about their 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 up and comers. They're they're taking the time to train them properly and how the, what the vision of their lodges are, you know, they have a a specific culture that they adhere to instead of, you know, just letting anybody in the door and then hoping they can transform them into what they would like for them to be. I I would challenge any Texas Mason. I would challenge any Texas Mason that believes that to go to Hillcrest Lodge and tell me that they're successful of luck. Oh yeah. Yeah. One day we got to go there. You'd love it. I, I know you would. Oh, you know, yeah. I, I spoke on that. I spoke on Hillcrest Lodge up in Helena, Montana this past summer. And uh, because it was, it's, it's what they're doing is absolutely amazing, mm-hmm. you know? And yes. And, and it's not just amazing in a big city. It's just amazing, right? It's, it's yes. just amazing for what they're doing because their, their retention is up their their the way they, um, their participation yeah, the, the the participation, but the way that they court these candidates, right, is uh, is is super super impressive. Yes, you know, and um, Fort Worth one forty eight does something very similar. They don't have the beautiful lodge that that Hillcrest has. You know, they have a beautiful lodge, but yeah, it's they got not the, like the Hillcrest Temple. Yeah, but yeah, but but they do similar things as well, where they have like a six month. Yeah. Uh, training that leads someone up to that if they're ready for the petition and then they decide if they're going to give somebody a petition or not mm-hmm. during that process and 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 it, sometimes it'll be no you're not ready you got to keep coming back and, and once you're ready then we will but you know it's uh it's a process so yep. yeah yeah well you know our good friends down in uh in Juarez, mexico at leandro 49 they uh oh yeah it's it, it's a uh it, it it it's kind of like a religion down there that they're so um they're so engraved in making sure that these people are the right people that it's yes. just, it's not a quick process mm-hmm. and then and then to go from EA to Pelicraft it's nothing less than a year to go from yes that, you know what I mean and you have to write all these research papers you have to you have to sit in front of boards and 
and and talk about what you've learned. I mean, so I'm, I'm giving a talk at Sacramento Lodge on August, uh, April 20th um, in Amogordo, New Mexico. And uh, I'll, I'll preview it just a little bit is, is why, why do you think the Leandro 49 is so successful or Hillcrest 40, whatever they are, Hillcrest is, is why they're so successful. It's, it's because they're so demanding, right? Mm-hmm. They're demanding there. The expectations um, are up there. Yes. And, you know, I, I, I'm i a military guy. I spent six years in the Navy. <clears throat> and somebody asked me if I'm in the military. I always say this. Yeah, I was in the Navy. But you ask a guy that was in the Marine Corps, hey, were, uh, were you in the service? He goes, yeah, I'm a Marine. No matter how old he is, 80, 90 years old, he still says, I am a Marine. To mm-hmm. this day, he says, I am a Marine, not I was in the Marine Corps, right? I am a Marine. And I've it, it got me to thinking that, well, why is the dedication so strong with, with these guys? And it's the complete and utter hell those guys have to go through to, to learn to, to earn be a it, Marine. Yeah. It's the process. The dream, right? It's the process right? and the rites of passage they have to go through. And and yes. that's something that we at one point in time in Freemasonry, we were that way, right? Mm-hmm. We were that way. And then all of a sudden we decided, roughly in around 1959 or so, that we were gonna start making things easy, you know? Yep. And uh so there's not a guy on here that can't sit in their lodge and see a guy that's 80, 90 years old still going to lodge. Mm-hmm. You know why he's still going to lodge? It's because he learned the old way. You know what I mean? He learned the right way on Freemasonry. Yeah. So he is a Freemason, <clears throat> 100%, right? Right. Um, so but when we decide to return back to our roots and make things a little bit more difficult on people, like what Hillcrest is doing, like mm-hmm. what Leandro's doing, what other all, all these other successful lodges are doing, making it hard we we will uh we will see a turn yeah. now listen guys we were we were 4.9 million people in the, the fraternity in 1959 we will never we don't ever need to get back to that number no right never it that, that it, was, it was overinflated it, it was an inflated number and and it should never be that high right um i i believe we're in the great reset right now and right you're, you're starting to see things across this whole United States in Freemasonry where where we're we're seeing a younger movement starting to uh to to chip away at this at the old guard per se and uh make and and do things the way it needs to be done. It needs mm-hmm. to be done with integrity, it needs to be done with value, right? And and intent. Yes, yeah. and intent, right? I mean we don't we don't do anything anymore with intent. Um, you know, I know we mentioned this before. You know, you you we all took the EA degree, and I guarantee you, we all walked out of that EA degree a little disappointed because it was nothing what we expected it was going to be. You know, I was I was expecting some some type of drama, some type of mystique, right? Some type of mystery, right? Not it was none of that, and uh, but there used to be. Yeah. Yes. Uh, there, there used to be, 
And, just, and until until we start bringing that back, we're we're, we're going to struggle. I just keep thinking back to your your Marine example, and I was Air Force, right? So let me just preface that I don't have Marine experience, that, but I think it's no. We all see Full Metal Jacket, right? We know it's it's difficult. It's a it's it's it is trial after trial after trial to become yeah. a Marine, and if the Marines were to suddenly decide, hey, uh, no one's joining anymore. Let's just make it super easy. Let's stop yelling at them. Maybe not do push-ups, so on and so forth. Uh, they'd still make Marines, but they wouldn't be Marines, no. if that makes sense. Now they could take it upon themselves and like and and improve uh, themselves as men and become more like the like the classic Marines. But that's something that they have to direct themselves through. And that's, yeah. that's kind of what you're describing in parallel to like Freemasonry is at one point we said, we, Hey, we need to, we need to go easier on these people make it easy um, for whatever reason. And we're still making Masons, but are they, are they, are they members or are they Masons? And yeah. I would argue a lot of them are members. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, you're right, Justin, on that, because we tend to, the reason why we made it easy is because we started, we built these huge temples that we have to pay for, right? Um, and uh, with membership falls, falling, guess what else falls? Your per capita going to the Grand Lodge falls, right? Mm -hmm. So that's why you get every Grand Lodge officer in every state going around to every lodge telling you that we got to get our membership up or every district meeting, we got to get our membership. Our membership is down. Um, I'm proud to say that I have never, ever once went to any lodge and told them that we need to get our membership up because I don't really care. I don't even care yeah. because if we, if you're doing up, the right things, it will work itself out. Yeah, it really will. It, I, if we end up with 2000 Masons in the state of New Mexico, I'd hate to get down to that number, but I, I believe it would probably be the 2000 masons not members right yes cream um, of the, the guys that, yes the guys that want to be there and 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 i think we have a lot of good masons in new mexico honestly just like y'all do in texas some great masons um but uh we have to we have to make them struggle you know we what we used to do is um in the 1950s if you were going to learn a lecture on one Saturday a month, you had to drive over to Roswell, which is 125 miles away, and meet <laughs> with the uh, meet with the grand lecture. And they taught you as much as they could teach you in that one day, um, mouth to ear. There was no book, you know. There was none of that. Of course, the grand lecturer had his book, but he was teaching mouth to ear, and. Uh, and people were required to show up on his time, not him yeah. running around trying to get everybody. To come. Yes, it was. Yes. It was. You know, you you make it if you want yeah. it, then you come and get it. He That's, was like, I, "I'm going to be here on the 13th of this month from eight to five o'clock. Um, if you want instruction, show up. You know what I mean? Yeah. But now we've 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 done it to where we have books. You know, which which uh, you know. We've just made it easy. And also, like, I don't know if y'all can do this in, in Texas, but in New Mexico, we have a, when you turn in your proficiency, um, 
our code says that it's preferred to do an open lodge, but we can do it in front of a committee, right? Committee mm -hmm. of, of five master masons. And uh, to me, if uh, I, I think it should always be done in open lodge because what we're doing is, is what you're, you're, Dennis, if you and I are sitting in lodge together and you wasn't on the committee to hear the guy's um, proficiency, we're, we're, um, you're missing out on, on, on a piece of Freemasonry that would, that you would probably like to hear. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, yes. That's, um, that's something I was telling somebody the other day is that, you know, I, I, I don't even like to participate in the degrees as much as I like to sit there and just watch them now and just absorb the, yeah. what's being said, what's being relayed. And I, you know, I really get more from that than actually helping with the degrees. I'll do it if I need to, but, but, you know, yes, I agree that there's yeah, a lot I, missing if you're not there to if yeah, be a part of it. And we're, we're, uh, we're not, our brothers are missing out on something that they, that they would like to witness, you know, and, um, you know, there are some people that probably does need to go through committee, you know, but it, it's, it's become so common practice nowadays that it's, uh, it's kind of like, like I said a while ago, you know, if you let one guy do it in the committee and then another guy and then another guy, well, there's the tradition gone of not doing it in open. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so. And it's also a shared experience of rite of passage. So this yeah. is his moment to prove to everybody in the lodge that he deserves to be in that lodge. And and you're taken away from that when you only have a couple of people deciding. And then you really question, well, did he really do it or did somebody yeah. just, you know, shuffle him yeah. through? My grandfather. So, uh, the, the thing about that is, is I'm sure not all of us was gifted with a with a silver tongue, right? And me joining Freemasonry has really helped me learn to speak in, in public, you know? Oh, yes. And yes. And I believe it all started with the proficiencies, you know, being in front of a lodge of, of 30 people and you're, you're, you're reciting, <laughs> reciting something is, is, yes, it's kind of tough, right? At the beginning, it is. I closed my eyes. I was so scared. Yeah, I mean it's it's just something. And look I mean, at me now. A, it's hard to imagine a learning, scared talking. There's a there's a learning experience in in all of it, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, I've shared before, like uh, I think I shared with one of our interviews. Like I'm I'm a very introverted person. I'm not I'm not a very outspoken person. And uh, Freemasonry really forced me out of that. Mm -hmm. I, I I still. I still, at the end of the day, like I need time to to socially recharge, right? But um, I never would have thought in a million years I'd be talking in front of people in lodges, like even even groups of like ten people made me nervous. Let alone yeah. doing something like this with, you know, hundreds of people that I end up watching it by the time it's by the time everyone's kind of finished watching. So it's uh, a, yeah. it's uh, I, I credit Freemasonry for that. And it wouldn't yeah. have happened if if I hadn't joined. Yes. Yep. I agree. Uh, so I'll say the same thing. So it's it's y'all's fault that I am so confident. Oh, don't. <laughs> Incontinent. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Speaking of public speaking, 
at this time, uh, what I'd like to do is go ahead and introduce our third speaker for the Masonic Improvement Building a Better Brotherhood Summit, Rat Worshal Steve Almaguer, in case you didn't figure it out by yet. But yes, Rat Worshal Steve Almaguer will be the third guest speaker at the Masonic Improvement Summit on September 16th. And Rat Worshal, uh, as soon as I heard that uh, Dennis, Dennis got you on board, I was very excited. I'm, I'm, it's just going to be so great having you there. Thank you. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, it's uh, you know, talking in front of people about masonry and leadership and issues. Um, my it's something I can do all day long, you know. Um, but to I don't know how much time I got. How much time time do I got down there, Dennis? Oh, um, we'll give you forty five minutes to an hour. Do you okay. Need more? No, I'll figure I, it out. I don't know. I don't know. If, if you need more, we'll <laughs> let we won't let Dennis talk as much. Exactly. Yeah, I, I went to uh, an uh, Eastern Star Mid Year Conference at the beginning of March, and I had to give a little talk on some leadership and some uh, social media stuff. And my talk was supposed to be forty five minutes, and I was in there an hour and twenty minutes. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> And it, and it was just organic though. It, it, it wasn't like it was, uh, it was just me up there rambling. It was so, um, back and forth with the people and it was great. And I did the same thing in, in Montana. Um, it's just, it's just so nice to be able to talk to people who have the same ideas and visions that you have. That's why I like coming on this podcast here because I know each and every one. I know Dennis and Justin very well, and uh, and we've broken bread before, and uh, and they know exactly what I what I think, and I and and I know what they think, and what what their vision is of the future of Freemasonry. It's just so nice to be able to talk to people with the same ideas. You oh, know? absolutely. Um, and and people listening to this to this show they're they already understand why you fit so perfectly in our inspirational leadership vision for this for this summit mm -hmm. you know that that's the i i couldn't the only the only thing that would be a cherry on top is if you if you you know drug the most worshipful down as well because we love him too but he might be there he, 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 he might was, be there so. nice 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 well, tell tell him to let me know because I've got rooms already already ready on the top floor of that hotel. So okay, you just uh, you just let me know. I but, love that. But even still, just having you there is is one of one of the biggest feathers in my cap that you know I get to hang out with somebody that is inspirational, knowledgeable, and and truly genuine in in what you're. Uh, trying to trying to get accomplished it's 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 nothing off the cuff it's all preempted and thought out in in uh, meaningful you know that word again meaningful and i'm so excited about that right worship not to put you on the spot but do you do you have an idea of what you may be talking about when you when you come and if so uh can you give us a little taste just a little bit just a taste I, I'm going to be honest. I don't have no idea what I'm going to say or what I'm going to talk about. It's going to be, 
apparently it's going to be leadership, right? So, uh, yes. um, uh, you know, I try to tie all my talks into how to improve Freemasonry, right? And, uh, um, and you know, I, my, my talks are never the same. That's the, you know, that could be the ADD in me, you know, that uh, just, <laughs> just doesn't, you know, I just keep going on and on and on. And, uh, but I, I, I think it's important to make sure that the brothers know that um, for us to survive, there's certain things that we're going to have to do, you mm -hmm. know, and, uh, and, and when I say survive, I, I mean, flourish. Uh, that's, right. That's to, the word. I to thrive. Say, to thrive and right. not survive. Yes. Not survive. Because um, yes. Freemasonry will always survive. Yep. Yes. As long as we're in the room and, and these brothers that yes. are with us, I know that. Yes. yes. It will always survive. Um, it just may not be as large, but it, that's fine. But uh, <clears throat> Justin, I don't know. I, I I got a long time to work on that yes, talk. So uh, yes, you do. And uh, but I I. If you would have told me, I would have given you one or two lines of, of something, but uh, I don't know. I don't I like have nothing for you. Off guard. So. It's okay. <laughs> well, no, I know whatever well, it is is going to knock everyone's socks off. Yeah, it's going to be great. Just just based off of the the conversations we've had on past presentations that you've given, and and just the the back and forth that that happens from just talking about it, I mm -hmm. I can't wait to to see the back and forth that happens once we get back to the hotel after the event and the degree and all that, when we get back to the hotel and we're sitting by, you know, the beach and just hanging out and talking about everything we've learned. Oh. I cannot wait to see the, the back and forth there. That's it's going to be knowing everyone that's going to be at the summit. And like you're saying, like, like the beach side conversations, the top four conversations, they're going to be next level. It, it might mm -hmm. be something that might have to, if you remember after uh, OLT at Fort Worth, we, we got some guys together and went to the. Have a round table. Had a round table. That might be something we need to do. If, even if We need to do that with the speakers for sure. Yes. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's get all the speakers and just have a round table. That's a great idea. Yeah. And, and well, first we, we'll have to get a, have a round table and talk about what happened and make sure that we were on the right path in certain areas. But, you know we need to gauge our success right then and while it's fresh, mm -hmm. but then also just talk about the experience. Yeah. I mean, golly, I, I'm not going to be talking for once and, and I just can't wait to watch all you guys. I'm so excited. I'm, you know, it's so many activities. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Well, uh, at the, it's getting late at this point. Um, what I like to do is just, uh, open up for, uh, last comments with uh, Rot Warshall and then Dennis and I'll say my piece and then we'll open up uh, any questions the guests may have and then uh, our our inner circle our inner circle and then we'll call it a night unless anyone has anything else pressing uh, so at this point uh, Rot Warshall do you have any final thoughts or anything else that you'd like to add before we wrap this up no um, again I'd like to say thank y'all for having me on again this is it's always great it's a it's, it's a fun time um like I said a while ago, it, it the 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 topic's easy to talk about when you when you have passion, right? Yes. And uh, <clears throat> that's what we have to do. We gotta 
we got to be passionate with with intent and about all freemasonry and i i look forward to future podcasts i i listen to you guys all the time i i i try i do a lot of driving in my work and so i got to listen to something and uh it, it just so happens to be masonic podcast that i nice. listen to all the time so, i do the same thing yes. and uh so i i I appreciate what you are doing because what you're doing is is very fruitful, not just for the state of Texas, but for everybody around the world, uh, around the globe that's listening to anything and, and can take a tidbit of tidbit of knowledge back to their audience. Yes, right. Um, yes. That's what it's all about. Um, but you know, we talk about the you know y'all have the golden trowel, which is pretty impressive because I. Uh, it's it's the most important tool in my in my opinion is because you're spreading the semen of brotherly love right and mm-hmm. uh, that's exactly what you guys are doing um, so keep up the good work um, look forward to coming back on um, and I look forward to seeing y'all in September so thank, thank you, you again for having me thank you uh, Dennis do you have anything or Dennis what do you have let's just reword that properly. <laughs> This cannot be the end. I, I, I have to say that with, I, I love all of our guests that we have on and, and, uh, but, you know, talking with, with you, I worship, I, I always get this feeling of calm and it makes me want to go delete some Facebook posts. You know, I, I feel like maybe I was a little harsh and I shouldn't have, you know, said it in that way maybe i should go and say it a little bit different and you know that's that's the beauty of having people that you admire and and uh with like attitudes and with like vision Mm -hmm. but um able to you can learn and adjust and 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 become a better man where Mm -hmm. which is what we're here for right and i think that if if this interview doesn't prove anything it's the need to have the um the mentors in place to really help us to grow individually so that we can help our fraternity exponentially Mm -hmm. i i think that's a that's what i would like to say i like it very concise for once. <laughs> uh, right, Marshall, I just would like to say, and I think Dennis touched on this, like, um, we met originally through this Zoom, like with the first interview, and uh, immediately developed a huge amount of respect for you. And, and over time, we've had more conversations. And like you said, we broke bread. I consider you a friend. And uh, I thoroughly enjoy our conversations. And uh, I, I I cannot really put into words because I'm just an emotional person. But how how excited I am! <laughs> if I say I'm excited, it's because I'm excited. I may not show it, but I, I'm extremely excited that uh, that you're coming into Corpus for for the summit. It is going to be it's going to be a blast. And and I I am absolutely pumped that um, that you're going to be there. I'm pumped for all the speakers. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I don't mean I don't mean to slight them because I, I love Chris Williams. Um, I, I think I think we have a great lineup, and 
I we uh, have the dream team. We have this is the dream team. This is the dream team. And uh it the 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 summit would not have been complete without you there. And so Thank I'm I agree. looking forward to it. Thank you. Uh so at this point, um we we have several guests from the inner circle uh on standby. So if anyone has any questions or any comments that they would like to add, feel free, unmute yourself and uh ask your questions, say your piece. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really have any uh, questions i am looking forward to the uh, uh conference uh later on this year uh but th as far as the um the future planning um and planning out your year and stuff like that um yeah dennis likes to poke fun at me because uh i do rely heavily on uh i'm, I'm a financial analyst and so i i heavily lean on spreadsheets to keep everything straight in my head and stuff like that but um yeah it, you can tell the the guys that come in that basically show up and just wing it and and just kind of see what happens in the meeting and planning that way and uh for me um i mean dennis knows uh, i'm in the i'm in the east in an organization and probably what three months ahead of time you guys had the schedule on what I was planning on doing and stuff like that. And I do the same thing with, with all of it. Cause first off, I have to keep it straight for myself, but also, mm -hmm. yeah, you just, you can't get everything done if you don't have any kind of plan um, and stuff. So I, I think driving that point home over and over again, because you'll tell guys over and over again that you need to plan and they'll go, yeah, yeah, that sounds right. But you come back to them a month later and you're like, How's that plan? And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Well, we should plan that. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. gotta do it. So, so. Yep. Anyway. I would I would also like to mention that that Jason is our chief this year uh for the Knights of St. Andrew. And he is also going to uh be our color guard to start off our our uh event. He and and a uh another night from from our Knights of St. Andrew in San Antonio. And then um, I'm still working on getting the other two nights from down in, in our, uh, our down in the Valley, which is also part of our Valley, but it's it, it, down there. They have the Rio Grande. Um, isn't that, isn't that it? Yeah. The Lodge of Perfection. They have the, they have the Knights. Yes. The Rio Grande Lodge of Perfection. And, and so they have their own Knights of St. Andrew to support them as well. So, um, I want to have two of, of each from our valley to come and, and be color guard for us to start us off and just nice. just start it off nicely, you know. Yeah, I so I, I just wanted to introduce him. You know, he is our chief and, you know, he, he has done a whole lot for us this year and, and he's doing so well. And and I'm proud of that. And I'm proud that that he'll be leading the charge for the for the color guard. And uh, this this is just going to be a cool event. It really oh, is. Yeah. It's going to be it's going to be awesome. It's going to be a class act. I mean, even though, and that's why I'm not speaking because we're going to keep it a class act. <laughs> we're going to keep it nice. <laughs> uh, Oscar, Zach, do either either one of y'all have anything you'd like to add? Just run real quick so you can see me. It's uh, 
It's awesome. No to be cussing. Here. No cussing on this one, New York. No, no, squared away, man. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> there's the yeah. I know the difference between the members only versus uh the public. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, it you know my view is I'm not from I'm not a Freemason. I'm just a just a bubbling fool trying to figure things out. But it is it. It's great to hear you guys talk and converse and try to figure out these these problems and. I do think it's a great thing to lean on the technology for like the next generation. Mm -hmm. You've been talking about that throughout the interview and, and also like the Marine mentality. So what, so like you're not just a, you're not just a person that, you know, goes to Freemason meetings once in a while, you're a Freemason. It's, mm -hmm. it's a right. whole thing. Right. And I'm not in, involved in it, but I can tell like, that's, that's like, that's what attracts me even not being involved. I, I like the right, idea. Worshipful, he's working. On. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah. So I, I I love being a fly in the wall, listening to the conversation. I didn't really want to talk tonight. I'm pretty tired, but I thought I should at least throw that in. And I appreciate you coming on. It's good to see you, Justin, Dennis, and Jason, and Oscar. <laughs> yeah, so. well, we definitely we definitely appreciate you coming on, even though you're tired, and uh, giving you sharing your thoughts with us. Thank you. Thank good you. To be here. Uh, Oscar, Oscar, you got anything, brother? <laughs> Uh, good evening, uh, right worshipful. Uh, the only question I do have is the question I, I've done to uh, most other interviewees. Um, what's your elevator pitch? Why should you become a uh, Freemason? Ooh, that's a good one. Nice. <clears throat> well, I became a Freemason because I watched a couple of movies. So, um, you might not want to do it because of that, but uh, it it seemed to work out for me though. So this, you know, um, so listen, I think our listen. I'm just going to be candid here. Uh, uh, we need men in this society that stands up for what we believe in, and we got to be able to hold true to our values. And if we don't have that, and I think you're seeing it now in our society. Now just turn on the news. Mm -hmm. And if we don't have strong willed men that stands by their convictions and puts their, their Christ, their family first, then uh, we're we're uh, we're just going to end up in a cesspool of misery, you know. Um, I agree. We we have to have men. We have to have men. You know, we the the saying. You know the saying. You're been a you're Freemason. I'm assuming. Um, he is. We take good men and make them better. Well, that's a nice little cliche, but uh, we can't make good men better if they're not willing to be better. So, if we follow the 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 if we I, I started it off with this, we follow our obligations. If we follow our charges, our tenets, and our virtues. And we use the working tools to build a better man. 
we have no choice but to be better. It, it's not an option. Mm-hmm. That it, the the groundwork has been laid by men many, many, many 300 plus years ago. Um, them guys were real men, right? Um, yes. Yeah. We, yes. We, uh, that's what we need. We need real men. That's what I would say, Oscar. I love it. I yes. Love it. I was thinking as you were saying that, and then we'll wrap up, but I, I was thinking as you were saying that, it was uh, oh, probably like two years ago, maybe three years ago, before before everything took off with Russia. Uh, it was a it was a real popular briefly. It was a side by side because the United States put out a uh, like a military commercial, and uh, at the same time Russia put out a military commercial, and it was day and night. It was day and night, like mm-hmm. like like the American was the American one was all inclusive and hey let's all you know it, it it was not what you would think and then the Russian one would was almost like a like a like an action movie preview right it was yeah and and that's that's kind of where society's at right now it, it's one mm-hmm. way or the other and yeah. back to that marine talk too like what which what, what would be the marines like this side over here or the or the more hardcore thing um when you first came on for the first interview you had the background of the order of man uh of their um mm-hmm. uh, his garage i think it's his garage no it was his barn the barn the barn the barn yes and i love that barn um it really, to me, and we've talked about this a lot lately, it really drives to me the importance of us as men uh, and as Masons really kind of getting back to the roots of what it takes to be a man and mm-hmm. develop as a man. Um, because I think a lot of young guys coming to us, That's what I was uh, I'm sure eventually they'll be very interested in the esoterics and the, and, the, and the really deep stuff. But I think a lot of them are just coming for like basic mentorship on how to be yeah. a man. Yeah, because they're not getting that anywhere. I'm going to have to add that I think it's both. I think they're coming for both because, you know, we're in a generation that's 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 been on the Internet from day one. Yeah. And. Well, I'm not suggesting they're not coming for that. I'm not suggesting right, they're right. not coming for anything deeper, but I'm saying a lot of these guys, they just might want, hey, like, like just just show me. Show me how to yes. tie my tie. How how should I act yeah. as a man? I need I need yeah. a mentor in my life. Or give me a reason men, to have a tie. They didn't have fathers. Have yes. They didn't have grandfathers that, that would step in and show them these things. And they they look. I think it's one it's one time when when having older brothers is to our benefit because they they look at these older guys and like hey this these are these are the the mentors I never had in my life. Right. Sorry to cut you I, off. I agree, but but I'd like to I'd like to uh put the the little asterisk in there that um we we've we've heard a lot about the military tonight and and Freemasonry isn't so, so much a militarized um uh a militarized thing it's not a do as i say you know not as i do situation we are free thinkers and and free men but we do live with conviction and we live with purpose and we you know we hold our heads high because we know that we've gone through what other people haven't couldn't and couldn't even fathom they were going to they they couldn't even imagine that they could 
But we knocked on the door. We took that first step. We made it happen. And here we are as, as better men for it. I just wanted to add that in there because there's so many of us that aren't military and, and, um, and I wouldn't want anybody to get the misconception. And, and sometimes it feels that way from, from some leadership. Mm -hmm. I know that's not what your intention is, right, Worshipful? But just for our viewers, I wanted mm -hmm. to let everybody know that uh, it's, it's, it's more in the ideal of, of your, your self-worth and value as a, as a man mm -hmm. that y'all are touching on a little bit more than the militarized type. Yeah, you know, it's, it's not military. They're just some parallels. But, I mean, you got rights of I know, I just wanted to just generally associated with manliness, yeah. But, I just yeah. wanted the listeners to understand. Understood, understood. We also don't need to be thought of as a hate group either. <laughs> militarized hate group. Just oh, kidding. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Dennis. All right. Yeah, you'll have to edit. So what? what's new yeah what's new all right i tried well, not to go yoda tonight yeah well uh right worship omager like i said uh huge amount of respect looking forward to seeing you in september if i could see it before then that'd be even better but uh definitely looking forward to it it's gonna be such a great time uh if you uh as long as we're talking about it if you're planning on getting tickets to the show or to the summit and you haven't yet they're going fast uh, just saw we had we had a few more sales today. We only had a hundred starting off, and that number is decreasing. So if you're a master mason and you want to be in Corpus on the 16th and and come to the summit, they're not being sold at the door. You need to be you need to hop on Eventbrite. The links in the description. Get your ticket now because I can't promise if you wait till June or July that there will be any. And that's just me being straightforward with you. But uh, again, thank you, Right Worship, for coming on. Thank you, uh, Brother Yates. Thank you. Definitely appreciate you. you taking time out of your evening. Appreciate the guests, the the inner circle. Uh, I say brothers, but you don't. They're not all necessarily Masons, but I definitely appreciate the inner circle uh, coming and 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 listening in and and sharing the thoughts at the end. Uh, another great interview in the books, and uh, I mean. It's very exciting to see to see such good things coming out of uh, not toot my own horn, but such good things coming out of out of Dennis and my efforts, and and seeing everyone just coming together uh, mm -hmm. for things like this. Yep. So with that said, I'll I'll uh, cut the recording and uh, keep it between the points, brothers. Yep. Keep it between the points. I'll cut the recording, and if anyone has anyone thing they want to add, just off the books or anything. Or if uh, you just got to go, that's fine too.